Hi, my name is Yara and I'm the host of Life After Birth. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Wajak Noongar people, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded. I send my respects and reverence to Wajak Noongar elders, past, present and emerging. On this podcast, we share stories and wisdom about the ups and downs of our mothering experiences, much like the First Nations people of Australia have done so through their storytelling for over 60,000 years. Through their oral traditions, the Wajak Noongar people have supported and celebrated one another and have passed down knowledge, values and lessons, providing a testament of the power and significance of sharing our own stories. In honouring them, we recognise the importance of storytelling in understanding our past, navigating our present and shaping our future. My hope is that this podcast carries this spirit forward in our conversations, acknowledging that while our stories may differ, they all hold value and contribute to our shared human experience. Hey Mama, I'm Yara Heary and this is Life After Birth. This is where you can find honest and vulnerable conversations that lift the veil on how mothers really experience life after birth. Join me as I talk to the experts in the parenting space, but not as you've heard them before. These conversations explore the common humanity in all our lived experiences as mothers, so that you're left feeling seen, heard, validated, and bolstered in your ability to weather your mothering storms. Hey mama, welcome to this week's episode. It's a solo episode this week where I'm going to be talking about why we find it hard to ask for help and what to do about it. Now, before we get started, I want to name the elephant in the room, which is that, of course, I and many other people in the space that I work in, in perinatal um, support, talk about the fact that there just really isn't enough support for mothers and that mothers and the work that we do is just not valued enough. And so I want to name that because I'm not suggesting in this episode that the reason why there is not enough support is because we're not asking for it. I'm really talking in this episode about when there is support available and we don't ask for it. So last week's episode, I spoke to Laura Danger and in that conversation, we talked about pandemic parenting. And that really got me thinking about how we access support or more often why we don't. And just a note in terms of the impact that the pandemic has had on our readiness to seek support when we need it. I think so many of us mothers, if we hadn't already, we would have definitely got used to doing or I guess bearing so much load during the pandemic because we literally could not call on other support. You know, we were in lockdown. And I think that this meant that when we finally were out of lockdown and we were trying to gain some sense of normalcy in our lives, we were really out of practice in terms of reaching out for help or in fact of knowing what services, you know, existed. So one of the things I noticed in the comments on one of my posts following that episode where people saying, this is just my normal. I don't even know what it was like before because many women gave birth during the pandemic. And so they just didn't even know what the services were or what the supports were that were available prior to the pandemic because they didn't have you know experience with that. So I just want to name that we are living in a time at the moment, which is different. And I think we are out of practice for that. So yeah, I just want to note right off the bat that yes, pandemic Parenting absolutely made it harder for mothers to ask for the support that they needed. One, because they were out of practice and two, because they may not have known what support was available. But I do also think that there's another layer, a deeper layer, and that's what I want to talk about. 
I also just want to put my hand up here and say that I am one of these mothers, or at least I have been before having kids. I was extremely proud of being an independent woman, but I learned fairly quickly in becoming a mother that that actually just really led to a lot of burnout for me and I couldn't sustain that and I really had to change the way that I approached mothering. I couldn't do it in the way that I had done it before and that's not to say that it was healthy the way that I lived in this very intense state of independence. That wasn't necessarily healthy either but it was more achievable, I think, before I had children. Since becoming a mother, I've really checked out of that kind of hustle culture and I am in my soft and vulnerable era and so very proud about that. And I have been on my own journey of peeling back those independent layers and accepting that actually what I really need in my life is not to have to carry it all on my own. I need community, I need connected relationships, and I need support. In the work that I do with my clients, I'd have to say that the subject of asking for support or rather coming to a place of acceptance that we really do need to have support in our lives and that it doesn't indicate a weakness in us as humans, but specifically as women, is a huge part of what I do. And I would say that the way we work on this in sessions generally comes down to exploring the messaging we've received from our family of origin around work ethic and also what about what it means to be a woman And in terms of what it means if we ask for help about us as individuals and about our worthiness and also the messaging we receive from our culture about gender roles and about motherhood and many other things. So today I want to unpack some of this in the hopes that it might help to move you closer to asking for support where it exists and where you need it. So what are some of the reasons we don't ask for help? I'm going to name a couple of things that I see playing out with the mothers that I have worked with and that also have played out in my own life. So we've got things like social and family system expectations. We've got guilt. We've got fear of judgment. We've got not wanting to be a burden and not believing that we're worthy of receiving help. Now, if for the moment we put to the side elements which stem from a sense of unworthiness that are rooted in kind of attachment trauma from our family of origin, what we are left with is essentially social expectations of mothers and the emotional experiences we have when we believe or are told that we've not upheld or met those expectations. Um, And then when we add in the feeling of unworthiness that so many women carry due to these unmet childhood needs and social conditioning too, right, to be voiceless, to be good girls, then this further compounds the issue because these wounds keep us compliant to the expectations or the standards on mothers because we're really desperate to belong and to receive the social validation that comes from belonging. So take a moment to let that land, rewind that back a little bit if you need to hear that again. I want to make sure I call these expectations what they truly are. And that is that they're unrealistic and often they are unrelenting social expectations of mothers. And in our culture, a good mother is often portrayed as self-sufficient, nurturing, and able to handle everything on their own. It's someone who enjoys all parts of motherhood and the sacrifices involved. So you can imagine that to ask for help can lead to those feelings that I mentioned earlier, sort of like guilt, failure of being a burden, even a sense of shame. We're worried that we'll be judged as inadequate if we admit to needing help. And that is, again, because the social expectations are that a mother doesn't need um, help. A good mother can provide all the help to everybody else. 
And I want to let you know that this is what we talk about as a patriarchal motherhood ideology. We really need to name it. And it's so important to do this because it allows us to begin to see it as separate to us and as something that we can make a conscious choice to opt out of. Patriarchal motherhood is a messy place to find ourselves in. And if our mothering is being steered by ideologies that really center on self-sacrifice and proving our enoughness based on how much we give up of ourselves, then we're going to find ourselves in a place that can have really terrible impacts on the well-being for us as mothers and on our families. In case you haven't heard of that term before, patriarchal motherhood ideology has been spoken about um, amongst many feminist scholars, but it refers to a set of beliefs, norms and expectations that define the role of mothers within patriarchal societies. So this is rooted in the larger framework of patriarchy, which prioritizes male dominance and enforces gendered hierarchies. And I talk about this and outline a number of the specific ideologies that impact us as mothers in my group program, The Rebirth. And I cover patriarchal motherhood in The Rebirth because it's important to make visible all the factors that play a role in shaping our lived experiences as mothers and that shape you know, how we feel about ourselves and how we rate how well we're doing as mothers. When we make the invisible visible, we become empowered to act. We're no longer passive. We can now choose what to do with this knowledge. So before I go on to talk about what our options are for checking out of self-sacrifice and martyrdom, I want to quickly summarize the point that I'm making. The point I'm making is that mothers don't ask for help because we've been taught that doing so means we're doing a shitty job at being a mother. Because good mothers are happy to endlessly self-sacrifice to meet the needs of everyone else around them. And then when we add in the belief of being unworthy or unlovable, and that may be something that we're hanging on to from our early family of origin experiences, it really makes matters worse because stepping out of line feels that much more unbearable because we believe it will cost us our sense of belonging, even if that belonging is not a true belonging. Because a true belonging is when people see you and accept you for who you are exactly as you are. So what do we do with this? Okay, so first of all, if what I've said about feeling unworthy or unlovable has hit you in the feels today, just notice that and ask yourself internally how long that feeling has been there for. Most people when asked this question say something along the lines of for a very long time or since I was really little. If that's you, then you've just identified that there's some healing work to be done there for you. And just so you know, doing that work will improve every single area of your life. So not only is it going to improve the way you feel about yourself and the confidence that you have in occupying various spaces in your life, but it's also going to make you a better parent and it's going to make, you know, the parts of parenting that are difficult for you right now easier as well. You can get started by reading self-help books and I'll drop some titles in the show notes. You could reach out to a therapist who works through an attachment lens like I do and I would ask them about that. Or you could look for groups or programs that include this kind of work and that kind of thing is definitely my jam. So of course we touch on this in the rebirth as I mentioned within the family of origin and the inner child content. Now what do we do with the patriarchal motherhood stuff? Well throw them in the bin. (laughs) And the clearest way to start noticing where these ideologies are influencing your thinking and behavior is by getting clear on what your true values actually are. So the values that you hold that are not influenced by external parties, 
What would you be doing in life? What would be providing meaning to you in life if no one else was watching or if no one else's opinion mattered? For some people, they may have never thought about this before. It may be that you have spent most of your life actually thinking about what makes other people happy and trying to stay within those boundaries. So it may feel really difficult to identify your own core values if you've spent most of your life trying to live in line with those expectations of other people or of society. This is where value clarification comes in and it's really important work as it helps us to stay aligned to our true course but it's not something that many of us get taught to do in any tangible way. So I'd really love to support you in doing that. And I've created a resource that you can use to help you clarify what your own values are in life during this season of mothering. Our values can change during different points in our lives. So it's really important to return to this practice. And this is a resource that I use with my clients, and I'd love to see it helping more mothers out there in the world. So in case you're wondering how this will help you get better at asking for help, well, I've never met a person that said they valued gritting their teeth through challenges at the cost of their own well-being. Instead, most people tell me that they want to value their well-being more. And as mothers, making this a reality often requires calling in and accepting support. So if you want to get started on identifying your values, I've uh, linked in the show notes the value clarification workbook. So all you have to do is hit that link and you'll be able to get that in your email. Um, And I really hope that using this values resource helps you to get clear on what you want out of life and in your parenting and that it bolsters your resolve to start asking for the help that you rightfully deserve and need and that it moves you further away from mothering alongside of patriarchal motherhood ideals. Thanks so much for joining me, Mama. If you enjoyed this episode, I would just love for you to leave me a review and follow or subscribe to be notified when the next episode drops. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me over at Instagram where my handle is at lifeafterbirthpsychology and you can find out more about how I can support you on your mothering journey at my website www.lifeafterbirth.com.au. See you back here soon for our next chat.